Try to understand, Master. The poor girl has lost her father and her freedom all in one day. Land Speeder Vehicle ID THX1138, please return to your craft. You are parked in a no-hover area. Okay, the director's ready. Talent's ready. Cue the opening. W Radio, your information station. Hello, my friend, and welcome to the WW Radio Show, your Walt Disney World information station. I am your host, Lou Mangiello, and this is show number 543. I'm here once again, not only to help you have the best vacation experience when you go to the parks, but I also want to bring you a little bit of Disney magic wherever you are, not just with the podcast, but with my videos, live broadcasts on Facebook every Wednesday night, my books, audio tours, the WW Radio Nation, special events, and more. You can find out everything at www.radio.com. So, believe it or not, it's not always 117 degrees with 97% humidity in Orlando. In fact, it can get downright cold, dare I say, near freezing, I swear. So, what do you do when you're on vacation in Walt Disney World and baby, it's cold outside? Well, this week, we're going to share with you not just one answer but a few of our favorites in our top 10 things to do in Walt Disney World when it's cold out. From where to go and when, to what to do, see, explore, and of course eat, we're going to help you make the most out of those chilly days in the parks and resorts. I'll then have the answer to our last Walt Disney World not-so-trivial trivia question of the week and pose a new challenge for your chance to win a Disney prize package. Then stay tuned to the end of the show. I'll have more information about our next WW Radio Meet of the Month over the Run Disney Princess Marathon Weekend, your voicemails, some updates, and more. So sit back, relax, and enjoy this week's episode of the WW Radio Show. If you've ever been to Walt Disney World, especially in the summer or during fall or winter or spring, you might not necessarily believe me when I say that it can actually get cold in Florida, like really cold. And I don't just mean Florida cold when it's like 60 degrees and we all start running to Publix to hoard milk like the apocalypse is coming. Like I remember Marathon Weekend a few years ago literally standing on discarded coats and pieces of cardboard dressed like Ralphie's brother Randy from Christmas Story, it was that cold. Like, one day it can be 80 and literally 40s in the next in January. I have watched it snow on Main Street USA, and I don't mean the snope during the Christmas parties. I mean, like, legit sleet and snow. And while late January and early February historically have seen light crowds and short wait times and easier to get around the parks and a little bit more laid back from the the busy summertime. Um, 
it's it's one thing to be cool like when the weather is in the low 70s during the day and the 60s at night it's perfect like that's the reason why we moved to florida but those three days a year come and go very very quickly so what do you do when it does get cold in disney how and where can you spend and more importantly enjoy your time while you're here we're going to talk about it this week on our top 10 things to do in Walt Disney World when baby it's cold outside. And joining me once again, you've heard top 10, you know where I'm going, is someone who, unlike me, does not like warm hugs. He is, from Celebrations Magazine, little Timmy Foster. What? First of all, that was like the best introduction you've done in the 37 years we've been doing this that, that was fantastic but i love warm hugs you i will put you and to I the test i don't appreciate the disinformation going i will put you to the test when I uh when i see you fine bring it so Hello. so listen so first things first when we're yes. talking about cold right you live yes. in transylvania or pennsylvania wherever yes. you live so and yes. i used i'm originally from jersey so you know what real cold is and while we're recording this like it's literally minus 30 in some parts of the u.s so i almost feel guilty like when i get into my car and put on the heat and the seat warmers like when it's in the 50s outside but when have you ever come down to disney when it's like legit cold outside yeah one of my uh entries is Kind of, kind of going to be a story about the one time. It of course, was it's going to be cold, like cold, <laughs> like you said, cold, not cool, but cold. And uh, yeah, I have been, I've been there once or twice when it's cold. And and full disclosure, we are we are recording this, uh, people of the world, in the as we're in the midst of this massive polar vortex Arctic blast that went on. Like when you hear it, it'll be long gone. But like right now. In your palatial uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> dwellings in Florida, what what is the temperature right now? What was it today, Lou Mangiello? Today it was a little chilly. It was about it was a little chilly. Well, actually, it was it was nice today. It was about sixty degrees, so it's like it's perfect. Like it's jeans, long sleeve shirt weather. Go get a cup of coffee from Dunkin' Donuts. Like it's nice. It's cool outside. Maybe even get the fire pit going. Yeah. That's fantastic, because up here in Pennsylvania, not Transylvania, it is uh, two. <laughs> two. It's like and a that's scene. not Celsius. That's Fahrenheit. <laughs> and that's not wind chill. That's for real. And boy, did I look stupid wearing my shorts today. It was terrible. It was cold. Yeah, and, dur- <clears throat> during, during the live show last night, we were I was talking to people who and, and I actually gave away a prize for who was watching from the coldest place in um anywhere and i think it was somebody from chicago or minnesota and it was like in the minus 30s where she yeah in chicago like i have a friend chicago i looked uh yesterday what really what it was it was and it was minus 14 and no wind chill minus 14 and in all serious i know this is serious for a lot a lot of people and i couldn't feel guilty talking about it but like but um yeah it's cold i mean 
two, two degrees. Yeah. And so when you come to Disney World and we talk about cold, certainly it's a relative cold, right? There's – Well, yeah. Because it does not get that cold, but it does. I mean, there are some times, and and it it has happened in the past. I mentioned the the marathon weekend story when it is exceptionally cold. But in in typical cold days, it's funny because as a local, I'll go to the parks, I'll go to the resorts, and I'll see people like you. They're like, hey, I'm on vacation. I'm wearing shorts and flip-flops. I don't care. There's kids in the pool swimming when it's 50-something degrees out because everybody's cold threshold is a little different, and kids are like, hey – there's water. I'm I'm going swimming. So when you come when you come to Disneyland and you do hit some of these honestly infrequent cold snaps, it may and often does affect how you approach the parks and the resorts and shopping and I'm a little bit of everything. You know, some people like they go as normal. Like we're not going to let the co- the cold doesn't bother them anyway. They're just going and they're going to ride Splash Mountain and anything else that they can, and just you know throw caution to the wind because this is the time they can go right. So they don't want to miss anything that you know they might potentially get wet on or it's outside. And I've seen the same thing happen when it's raining too. So how you approach your vacation when it's cold is is very much. A, a subjective type of thing. Well, I, it's funny because the general overarching theme to pretty much everything I do, I do tell people the few times I've been there when it's cold. I do remark it's quite refreshing to uh, I, I fill in the blank, which we're going to do 27, 30, 52 times over, is to do X to get warm as opposed to trying to cool off. It's a nice change of pace sometimes because usually, you know, you're, we talk about how you cool off when it's hot down there. And um, it's nice to go the other way. Like, I just need, you need to warm up somehow. So, and it's here easy, we are. I think it's easier to sometimes get warmer than it is to stay cool. Like, when it's hot and humid and crowded it. in August, it is what it is, man. Like, you know, barring walking around with with ice bags, uh, and I've seen people do it. You know, to to try and keep your body temperature I down. Do um, but you can layer, and there's places that you can go. And before we actually get into the top ten, I was actually going to talk about this as one of my top tens. But maybe just from a thirty thousand foot view, if somebody no. was coming down during what is going to be, or you know, a a relative cold time, what do you think? And there's no right or wrong answer. What do you think the best park to visit in, to visit is when it's cold? You know, I'm giving away here. <laughs> All right. So maybe I won't do that. No, I'll answer it. Spoiler, Epcot. So why? You're going to have to wait and find out. Oh, okay. Okay. <laughs> that I think, well, what, what about you? Well, because I think in in some regards, now, yeah. And I, why? Oh, okay. So I, I think yes. In in one way, you could make an argument that Epcot is, although pavilions are relatively distant from one another. However, you can spend a lot more time in like. So this is and I'll, and I'll sort of count this as one of mine. So 
I think World no, Showcase. No, 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 oh, no, no. Oh, that's, don't, that's oh, I can't do mine. this. And by the way, you already knocked three <laughs> off my list. Again. Okay, so forget that I even asked that question right. then. We'll get to it. I, listen, you've got something in <laughs> mind that clearly you want to get to. So you are my friend, well, you are my I guest, and it's always uh, more entertaining when you go first. Well, see, do I go with a real stupid one or do I go with a ah, yes one? Let me get the ah, I'll, I'll do an ah, yes one so my credibility gets off on a good footing here because it's going to take a beating later on. <laughs> in this show um the honestly the first thing that came to mind when we said how do you warm up at walt disney world was uh, is this how you warm up pretty much anywhere you sit in front of a cozy fire and our favorite everybody's favorite i hope fireplace in all of walt disney world is the wilderness lodge and there are many that I said, we've been there, I have been there several times when it's cold, and we stay at the Wilderness Lodge quite frequently. And there's, uh, if you're coming from the Magic Kingdom, and you do decide to take the boat when it's a brisk, uh, you know, 42 degrees outside or whatever it is, that's a cold ride at 11, uh, you know, 10 o'clock at night, wind whipping across the lake. But they're really, at, the, at that point, there really is nothing but getting into the lodge, going into that beautiful lobby finding a fire a rocking chair in front of that roaring fire and just sitting there and, and yeah and and warming up and that that experience is one of the th- the reasons we love the wilderness lodge so much and that in the sense of we always talk about disney taking you away to faraway places and we talk about the wilderness lodge taking you to the pacific northwest and the and the, the great lodges of the mountain uh, resorts and stuff like that this is the perfect example of that the, of, of sitting in front of a warm fire when you honestly are cold and you're coming in and you and you sit down and you put your hands out and oh, you warm up um couple that with a snack from the roaring fork i'll get back to food later which i'm sure you will but um that was my the first thing i thought of when we talked about this topic so timmy foster this this right here is why we are friends that's the, this see? moment right now is is demonstrative evidence of the of of the the kindling pun intended of our friendship because for me cuddling by a fire was the first thing on my list. Hi, I'm Lou. I'm a cuddler. I I do. I like cuddling by a fire, long walks on the beach, whatever. But cuddling by a fire, Wilderness Lodge, the lobby fireplace, it was first and foremost the thing yep. that came to mind. Now, I, I will expand a little bit on my idea Jeez. of cuddling by a fire because there are more places to do it. And if you go back to show 208, uh, Jim Corcus and I actually talk about the history and the stories and, and the details of Wilderness Lodge. And we talk a lot about this fireplace. You talk and use words like majestic and awe-inspiring, this real working monstrous, you know, uh, floor-to-ceiling fireplace in Wilderness Lodge is not just a wonderful place to sit on a rocking chair with a cup of hot chocolate, a hot toddy, a hot whatever it is that that warms the, the your insides out, but there is a story and the, the, the you know, literally like a, 
you know, hundreds of millions of years of history being told by this geologic fireplace that was quarried like from layers of the Grand Canyon. It's like 82, 84 feet somewhere. And it tells a story of history. Like as you, it's like going down Main Street. Like as you go from the front of Main Street to the castle, you are moving forward in time as you go from the bottom of the fireplace and as you ascend upward through the levels of the lobby, you are traveling forward through time. And there's a it's there's fascinating stories and details in the the rock work of this. Like they brought a paleontologist in to study the Grand Canyon. And there's little if you look really closely, you'll find um, you know, impressions of of sea creatures and like more than a hundred different colors in there. I mean, and, and you'll find a hidden Mickey or two or three as well. But that was the very first fireplace that came to mind. And sometimes, even when it's not thirty seven degrees outside, and you're like, "Oi, this is supposed to be Florida. Why are they selling mittens in the Magic <laughs> Kingdom?" You can go to Wilderness Lodge in the middle of the summer and sit in front of that fireplace. And there is still something warm and comfortable and comforting about it, whether you're waiting for your meal over at, at you know, Whispering Canyon or Territory Lounge or Storybook, Storybook Dining at Artist Point or Roaring Fork or going outside. Uh, I will, however, say oh, that, that sometimes, you know, maybe there's, there's obviously a limited number of seats there. I have a very, very, very close runner-up to that fireplace and usually you can have it all to yourself and that's at the Carrollwood Pacific Room also at Disney's Wilderness Lodge. Now they're just technically not one but two. So if you go over to the Carrollwood Pacific Room which used to be the Iron Spike Room where the Disney Vacation Club villas are in that sort of general um, lobby rotunda area there's a fireplace there but if you go into the Carrollwood Pacific Room on the opposite side there is a warm, wonderful, beautiful. I love, love, love that room. It is it's such a wonderful escape. There's big, comfy leather chairs. There's rocking chairs. There's board games. You can sit and look out over the wilderness and the little uh, the the rail car from Walt Disney's Railroad. Like it is such a wonderful like place just for a respite and a warm fire, and you don't need to be staying there to enjoy it. So. The Wilderness Lodge was number one. Carwood Pacific was sort of 1A. And I guess I, I'm going to have to include this here because it otherwise it'll be sort of it'll be sort of circuitous. As long as we're talking about fire. Now, that's a fire. Yeah. As long as we're talking that's about fire. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm hoping this is not one of yours, too. And if uh, it is, well, let's just combine well, them. You're, you're allowed to go to your next one. Oh, Wait, OK. Can I, can I real quick. I want to please I put. Because if this is what you're talking about, I want to steal it from you. Lest we forget, in the upper floors of the Wilderness Lodge proper, there are other smaller seating area fireplaces in case there's too many. Unless the, they took them out since last time. I'm <clears> there, but, um, go ahead. I, I assume that's not what you were talking about. No, I mean, I, we, I would, was going to sort of mention as a as a tertiary thing, I, those, those are my favorite places, but, you know... I think one of the things, too, and this is something that doesn't just happen when it's cold and you can't just enjoy it when it's cold. Sometimes you do it in the middle of the summer, too, are the outdoor fireplaces and fire pits and campfires 
that you can go and not only, you know, warm your little your little hands and feet, but you can roast s'mores. Obviously, during the warmer times of year, um, they have the outdoor movie locations. But most of the resorts, I don't want to say all of them, but there's got to be 20 or so easily that have the outdoor complimentary campfires and campfire activities. So they've got the movies. You can also uh, make s'mores. And usually there's, if you check the recreation calendar of the resort um, or contact guest services, you'll find some of the other things that they might be doing outside there, which is one of the things that I love too. And there's a few, and I think for me, I love the fire pit, although it's so far away at Animal Kingdom Lodge. I love the ones on the beach at the Poly and at um, the Grand Floridian. So the there's the indoor fireplaces and the outdoor fire pits and the campfires and campfires sing along and things like that at Fort Wilderness that um, are good places to cuddle up and get warm. Beautiful. I want to cuddle. <laughs> Dude, was that make, your next Don't make it or... weird. Don't make it weird. <laughs> <laughs> you started with cuddled, cuddling, cuddling at the fireplace with little. T- <laughs> you said that. So yeah, is that so, your, is that so your next one or are you? Yeah, are you I'll, I'll include the outdoor one? fire pits as as part of a a one well, eighty. I was hoping you were going to mention the Animal Kingdom Lodge uh, fire pit because that was sort of on my list, but not really. So, so again, so what I'm, is what is the next thing that you like to do or recommend actually, doing when it's cold? Uh, uh, well, you know what? Since I, I think I, since I started off well in your in your uh, pronouncement there, I'm going to go the total opposite way. This was when I say go with me here. This is beyond go with me here. This is duh, go with me. But when you asked me, have I ever been there when it's cold? This is the first thing that this came to mind when you asked me that question. This was on my list. <laughs> And this, all right, for real, go with me here. I know this sounds stupid, but if what do you do when it's cold, Disney World? You put on a coat. Crickets. I got, dude. I got nothing. I have now. They're reading that. There, there is a reason I say this because uh, it is funny because you don't think of I, when we're talking. You were talking in the intro. I, I kind of thought the question you were leading up to, which you weren't, was if you're going down in. December, January, February, that time of year where usually it's fine, but there's that possibility you could get there and there's going to be that one or two days when it's, you know, 50 or 40 or 30 at night or whatever. How would you pack? Like, should you prepare for this? Mm -hmm. It seems kind of silly to fill your probably already packed suitcase with a bunch of winter clothes when it might not even be cold or at most it might be one day you're talking about. So you usually don't think about it. Or like you said, this is Disney, darn it. It's summer. I'm wearing shorts, flip-flops, and Mother Nature be darned. But, you know, there was one time I was down there, and it was – I think it was Christmas party time or so. So it is night. And it was indeed down in the low 40s, so it was cold. And here I am walking around in shorts and my short sleeve and really trying to – be that guy like uh, i'm in disney and i'm gonna be out of the south this is gonna be great but then i i written i can't this it's too cold and i remembered i can go shopping so i go in 
you know, the Emporium and, you know, when you go shopping, you're thinking of souvenirs and Mickey hats. When you think of clothes, I'm thinking like polo shirts and my hats and stuff. But I forgot you can get, you know, sweatshirts and jackets there. So I did. And I got my Disney sweatshirt just for that occasion, wore it that night. It hangs proudly in my shirt. And honestly, the more I'm talking about this, I'm realizing how stupid this sounds. But that's my second one. Buy a jacket. It sounds stupid. It's not stupid because and I'm and and I'm gonna I'm gonna buy these souvenirs that they do have jackets and not only are you gonna warm up, you're gonna have a souvenir. Right. So I'm going to try and rescue you as much as much as I can, because you sort of have the mentality of like a 15 year old girl. Like I'm as you were saying this, I'm like, you're thinking like my daughter, like, oh, if I go down and don't pack a jacket, then my dad has to buy me like a new hoodie or a new sweatshirt or a new jacket. So it's actually brilliant what you're thinking. Um, Thank you. Yes. Yeah. And that's why when I said earlier, it's true, like you'll look at the weather or you'll come down and the weather here, like Florida in and of itself, can be very bizarre because it will be in the high 70s one day and it'll drop to the low 40s the next. And you'll be like, oi, I wasn't ready for this. And look, just, you know, out front. And it's funny when the the outdoor kiosks or the rolling carts in places like Magic Kingdom will instantly switch from selling like ice down, you know, spray water bottles to scarves and mittens and gloves and hats and things like that. So um, kids, it's a great way to make sure you get a a sweatshirt, jacket, hoodie, souvenir on your trip is to not pack one when you're there. What it is, and it was that for me, it's the unexpected souvenir. I didn't think that's what I was going to come home with, but it's by gosh, it's hanging proudly in my closet and I wear it now during winter. (laughs) You know, I never, if if I'm perpetually going to Disney in the summer, I would never have gotten that. Would I have gotten that? All right. I probably would have gotten it, but you know, there you go. So, although I will tell you that what I I told the very quick story about a few years ago on marathon weekend. So what happens for a marathon weekend, what is very cold. Oftentimes what runners will do is they'll go to, you know, Walmart or something like that and buy very inexpensive clothes to throw away. They'll start off wearing a hoodie or sweats or whatever it is, and along the way on the course, they'll throw them off. When we were standing on Main Street that day, I actually felt really guilty. The jacket that somebody threw off was really, really nice. I'm like, I could just sort of oh. throw this in my bag and nobody would, would know the difference. Now, I did not take it, and I don't take it because Disney does collect all of those and donates those who are in need of uh, clothes and homeless and things like that in the local area. So one of the reasons why, plus they're all sweaty anyway, but I'm sure they well, clean that's them. That's something first. good for people to know. I did. I just know that. Yeah. Sure. So um, yeah, but many, many people uh, make the, you'll, you can tell when marathon weekend comes, because if you go to the local Walmarts here in the uh, Orlando Walt Disney World area, all of the inexpensive sweatshirts and, and sweatpants and things like that are off the racks. But Well, the other piece, not having ever run a marathon in my life, I know you're on, what, your 18th marathon now or something like that? <laughs> you're funny. But uh, ha, uh, the part uh, – you might have said this, though, the, the people who run marathons, I know you have to get up and be there at some ridiculous hour in the morning, don't you? Yes, like, even if you're cheering, you have to get up and be there yeah, at a ridiculous so, hour I mean, in the morning. So. You know, if they're, if you're talking like, you know, the high of 40 and a low of 10, mm. 
well, not, not 10, but a low of 25, you know, usually, you know, for most people when you hear low of 25, you know, well, that's at two in the morning. I right. And I, and I will tell you, and, and that's when you're out there when it's, but, and understand what I mean by this. And, and you know that I'm saying this, you know, somewhat tongue in cheek, you know, when you're running, you're running and you're sweating and you, and you, you warm up when you're cheering and you're just standing in a single location from, you know, three o'clock in the morning till 10 o'clock in the morning. And it, it's cold, man. Like, cause you're, you're not moving. So it gets very, very cold out there on those early uh, marathon days. But I digress. We need to move on to the list because otherwise this show will be as long as a full marathon itself. Um, I am going to, yes, I'm going to do something that that's hopefully not as much go with me here ish (laughs) as buy a jacket, but I'm going to suggest when it's cold out and some of these things too, uh, as a, as an aside or as an added benefit, are also things you can do outside of the park. So if you don't have a park hopper ticket, if you don't want to use a day in the parks when you just think you or your kids or you know mom and dad are going to be miserable in the cold, these are some things that you can do too where you don't have to ex- spend necessarily any additional money to get in. And, and one of the things I recommend doing is a monorail tour. And I say monorail tour, not monorail bar crawl. That's something completely different. Okay. I very highly recommend doing this, whether it's cold out or not, during the holiday season. But the monorail tour of the contemporary Polynesian and Disney's Grand Floridian resorts are so easy to get in between because the monorail stations are right there. And I think, Tim, you really could almost make a day out of it because if you start early in the day and you have breakfast, for example, at Kona Cafe or 1900 Park Fair, you explore, take some time exploring the resorts. And and some of these resorts, um, and I don't necessarily mean these, but some of the other resorts have like, if you go to guest services, they'll have like a resort tour that you can take or do on your own. But there's a lot to see in the resort. So take your time, have breakfast at Kona, wander around, then take them or, or here, have breakfast at 1900 Park Fair, then go over to Kona Cafe for lunch, walk around there for a while, then go and have a snack somewhere else, have dinner at California Grill, have cocktails late night and, and a good time at Trader Sam's. You could spend hours uh, at those three resorts, not just eating, but exploring, because I, I, I will almost venture to guess, Tim, that unless you're staying at that resort, you probably don't necessarily make it a point to say, hey, let's just go explore the Polynesian or the Grand Floridian. Look, you can sit in the lobby of the Grand Floridian and enjoy the free entertainment of the Grand Floridian Society Orchestra or go to Meisner's Lounge and do the same thing. It is not just a way to escape the cold, but I think these are also some wonderful, overlooked free experiences that you probably wouldn't do otherwise when you come to Walt Disney World. I agree. We, I, and we talked about that. This makes our list on so many, like things to do at the holidays, things to do. The, the monorail tour is great. I'll add, uh, if we could combine our uh, couple ideas here, how about this? You do it exactly what you lined up. You're at the Grand Floridian now. It's at night. Now this is like a polar bear plunge kind of thing, but uh, 
Wait, but go backward. End at the contemporary. Then go out, get on a boat, <laughs> go to the wilderness lodge, freeze to cuddle up with who you're next to, but get really cold. Then you go into the fireplace. Now tell me that would be the perfect end. Exactly. Exactly. There you go. Um, for my next one, I, I, I almost goofed on this one. This is funny. So uh, mine is, a, uh, this is about illuminations. There's going to be about fireworks in general, but I want to focus on illuminations. But uh, so the, what came to my right away with illuminations was uh, you uh, stake out your place. Now, that kind of defeats what we're talking about, because if it's 40 and bitter, bitterly cold for 40 degrees, standing somewhere for an hour probably isn't the best strategy for what we're trying to communicate with this show. Forget about that, but just be where you are. Now, the good part about this, though, is it's going to be February, so there's not going to be a lot of people there, so you won't need to have staked this place out for an hour. You can probably walk up. First few fireworks go off. The fireball goes out. The inferno goes out. The heat put off by that fireball, even on well, any day, it's you can feel that. And depending on where you are around the lagoon, it can be pretty, pretty intense. And I'll tell you, having experienced that on a cold evening, that is a wonderful oh, when that rush of heat comes across the lagoon and you feel it. That's a great way to warm up. But now you might ask me, OK, well, fireball's gone. Now what are you going to do? Well, OK. So it is, it's cold out there and you're watching the rest and da, 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 da. And this is where I almost, I corrected myself because we've talked many times about our favorite places to watch illuminations. Talk about Japan a lot and uh, what, uh, well, any night, uh, but even when it's, especially when it's cold, it's, I always like to walk around the Mitsukushi department store until, you know, 8.59 and 30 seconds and then come outside. If it's cold, I won't have been waiting outside that long. Uh, you get to watch. You can still feel the fireball there and so forth. Uh, and I was thinking, well, if you get too cold, you can jump back into the department store. And then I realized, no, wait a minute. They lock the doors at 9 o'clock, so that's not going to work. But what you can do, and what we've done before, is you, you, if you watch Illuminations from the future world side of the lagoon, uh, and if you get close enough, you can feel the fireball, blah, 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 all that stuff. But as the show goes on, if you get cold, don't forget, Mouse Gear is still open and will be open for a while. And we have done this a few times mm -hmm. uh, as we're outside and watching Illuminations. And either it's over or it's in the middle and, you know, and you're kind of far away. And you're getting cold. You can warm up by, you know, going into uh, Mouse Gear, do some shopping, and which is nice because most of the attractions – unless it's like uh, magic or something are closed. So you can't go into the, say the pavilions in world showcase or uh, the pavilions in future world. Um, but you can't go shopping. And so that's a nice, but you can go in, do some shopping, duck out, catch the finale. So um, I bring that up because we did that a couple of times and it's, it's a different way to watch illuminations. It's a fun way to watch it when it's, when it's cold outside, you can get yourself a snack. So, um, so that came to mind. Obviously, you, you can piggyback on this if you want to, because I was talking about how you could watch Holiday or uh, Happily Ever After and such from uh, California Grill and not be too far from being able to duck inside and warm up if you needed to, that sort of thing. 
or if you were fortunate enough to be uh, booked your stay at the Contemporary Resort on the park side to watch the fireworks from your balcony. And again, if it's chilly, you know, duck back in your room and warm up a little bit. But um, I was just trying to think of places where you could watch these spectacular nighttime shows at Walt Disney World while either staying warm or being just a few steps from warming up if you need to. I like it. I dig it. I will not piggyback on there um, because right, I, I am going to go to a. I, I'm going to. I was trying to think of some specific things people could sort of put on their itinerary if they know it's going to be cold or if they're looking for something to do. And for some reason, I, I in, in no particular order, I'm going to come back to where we just were, which was. Uh, Disney's Grand Floridian Resort and Spa. And I'm not necessarily talking about something to do at night to get out of the cold, but something to even to do in the middle of the day. And it, this is one that is a, not a cold weather specific thing, but it might almost be even an added benefit and added nicety when it's cold. I think stopping in or making a reservation for a little spot of tea at the Grand Floridian Garden Tea Room is a wonderful way to spend, well, when I do these, they my lunches and things usually last a couple of hours, but, you know, a little, because I'm drinking a cup of hot tea right now, and I'm like, you know, I had such a lovely experience when I went. If you go back to show 435, I did a live dining review with someone from the UK, who, my friend Emma from the UK, who they know tea there, and it was such a wonderful time that we had that it was this, you know, refined, elegant sense of slight indulgence with the little sandwiches and the teas and the scones with the cream and the curd. And if you, depending on when you go, uh, I think after three o'clock, you'll also get the added benefit of having the lobby pianist playing while you're doing your tea if you really want to splurge and maybe you have a, a young daughter or whatever you could do the perfectly princess tea party this is something you have to book in advance but it's not usually a, a very difficult reservation to get again we reviewed it back on show 435 but you don't need to be a you know quote-unquote tea person or you know Tim, you 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 can be wonderfully dainty as you like when you go, but I think it's for couples, it's for individuals, it's for friends, it's something for, that the whole family can do, and it's something really, really, I think it's a unique offering that once again is overlooked by a lot of even repeat guests to Walt Disney World. I love it. One, one day I will go. I will but take you for tea. Will you? Thank I you. I will. Add it to the list of things I, we'll never end up doing together. I, yeah, I know. I, well, I, I gaze in there and I wish if only someone would take me. No, that that is it's really a wonderful experience. Well, like I said, the whole Grand Floridian experience is fantastic for a lot of reasons. Um, I'm going to go back to what you were kind of trying to steal from me in the introduction. <laughs> so, is uh, what park would you say would be the best to be in when it's cold? And I throughout their Epcot and in disgust, you wondered why and that here's my reason. So this is something uh, we've talked about on other shows as the subjects 
of other top 10 things to do fill in the blank. Um, and the reason I think Epcot is good for this is I think if it's, if it's cold and you can find all this under, if it's raining, if it's hot too, by the way. Um, but if it's cold and it's, uh, you know, too much to walk around, I was kind of leading to go to places that have indoor queues, but then I realized that kind of speaks to a lot of attractions. There aren't very many that are outside. Haunted Mansion is an exception, but that kind of is neat to be cold before you go in there. But uh, the thing about Epcot, though, it's it's not the queues I'm referring to. It's the uh, egg, the the interactive pavilions in Future World that most people will pass by during the course of a normal day of touring Epcot. For instance, the seas, the land, uh, space to Earth, uh, imagination, those kinds of things. We've talked about this many times. You'll go in, you'll go through the attraction, you'll get to that post-show interactive area. Um, but most, more often than not, you're going to head off to the next attraction that's on your fast pass list, maybe grab a quick souvenir or something like that. But uh, we've talked many times how these these areas are just as fun to explore as the attraction, sometimes even more so. And when it's cold outside, this this is a perfect time to do that. And the best part about all of these is that you don't, for some reason, if you don't want to, if you've done it before, you don't need to go on the attraction itself to get to these areas. You can just walk in to the interactive sections of each pavilion as if they were attractions in its own right. And this is a great time to explore all that they have to offer, explore the aquariums at the seas, not just the huge one, but all the little tiny aquariums with the, the jellyfish and can you find Nemo and all, and all those things that uh, go to the imagination uh, interactive area where you can play along with uh, magical instruments or stepping magical stones on the floor, that sort of thing. Uh, even Spaceship Earth, you can walk into the exit, and there's a whole bunch of interactive 3D games, if you will, that you can play. And and Mission Space also has its own area, too. So um, that's why I said Future World or Epcot, because there's so much to do inside beyond the attractions that you could, if, if the outside elements are prohibitive for me to walk around so much. These are great places to spend a lot of time. And you're not just going to be sitting there waiting, passing time. You can actually do a lot of things that you might not have thought about doing or overlooked on a normal day. And of course, you can apply this to all of the World Showcase pavilions as well. Same thing. You can explore them to your heart's content. Um, now, again, those are a lot more shopping and that sort of thing, save for a few theaters. So that's why I kind of focus on future world because a lot, there's a lot to explore there that Again, most people overlook, but this is a great time to do it. So this this can sort of lead into our our discussion because I think you can make an argument for almost any of the parks in terms of which may be the best, quote unquote, yeah. to experience when it's cold. You can certainly make an argument for Epcot, and I think especially World Showcase because one, the pavilions are relatively close together, but I think more importantly, to your point, Tim, is you can and should and will want to spend and dedicate the time that you might not do otherwise really exploring each of the pavilions 
in de- in depth and in detail. Look, oftentimes when you visit Walt Disney World on vacations, you have a finite amount of time. You have obviously a finite amount of money and energy and fast passes. So oftentimes you'll go to Norway to ride the attraction. Then you need to hustle on down to the next thing and you don't really get to spend time. So I think when it's cold, it affords you the ability to not have to worry about running from pavilion to pavilion, but spend time exploring. Look, I think I I love World Showcase. We've talked about this over and over again, but even Future World itself or or just uh, Epcot itself, because there are so many shows in Epcot and, and, and attractions, um, you know, look, even just World Showcase, right? You got Grand Fiesta, Frozen, the China film, American Adventure, Impressions of France, O Canada. There's a lot of shows that you can sort of duck into for relatively long periods of time. There's plenty of live indoor entertainment as well as outdoor. So I, I love going to uh, listen to the Hat Lady, the pianist in Rosen Crown was sort of the first one that, that came to mind. Um so I think, and obviously you could just eat your way too. Like go, you can sort of do a, a, a an explore your way around the world. I'm not really one for the drinking your way around the world, but you can explore your way around the world. And for each country you go to say, hey, let's stop. Let, you don't have to have a full meal. Let's grab a snack. You know, we'll spend $5. Let's, let's allot $5 or $10, whatever it is for each pavilion and we're going to sample a snack. You can take pictures and you can, you know, do videos. You have that to remember and sort of make a fun day out of it. And you only have those short walks in between. That being said, this is the former recovering attorney in me coming out. I could also make an argument that Magic Kingdom <laughs> is the ideal park to go to because things are very close together, right? Like if it's really cold out and especially like when it's raining, it's very quickly to get from covered area to covered area, attraction to attraction, queue to queue, shop to shop, whatever it might be. So, um, and I think it's even easier when it's colder as opposed to when it's raining to be able to duck into a lot of those things. But I think for me, if it was a cold day in Disney, where would I probably spend it? It would it would most likely be Epcot Center, and so I'll I'll use that to uh, again add on to what you were saying because one of the things on my list and and very much in that that same vein is going to pavilions like the Seas with Nemo and friends. You go there, you ride the attraction, you hustle your way out. Oftentimes. There are so many opportunities for not just exploration, but yes, your kids, you and your kids can even learn. There's like, I think the number is somewhere around 4,000 different types of sea creatures there. Every Look, the cast members everywhere are exceptional, but the cast members at the Seas with Nemo and Friends are not just cast members working the attraction, but they often have a much deeper knowledge in terms of the the marine life that lives there as well. So you can talk to them. There's opportunities to to learn from them. And there's great photo opportunities there. And then you can eat who you meet when you go to Coral Reef. So you're like, oh, I oh. want the fish. What? Come on. Yeah. And uh, we've all done no. it before. All right. Well, I don't think of it that 
All right, go ahead. I'm sorry. Eat who you meet. That should be the tagline. That should be the new tagline outside of Coral <laughs> Reef. Like when you come from the pavilion and you walk it in. I don't, I don't think in, that's on the menu. Is it? <laughs> you know, they have catch and release fishing up on, you know, Bay Lake. But here it's just like, I want that. It's like picking out of the lobster tank. That, that one. I want that. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> it's okay. Uh, were you, was that it? No, that was, that was it. Go ahead. No, well, you actually you reminded me of a point that we we could make here that might uh, kind of add on to this. Uh, if you go in December or November, December, and anything up through Christmas and New Year's, this doesn't apply. But uh, if you're talking January, February, uh, holiday like Martin Luther King weekends aside, and that sort of thing. Um, one of the things you kind of touched on is that, like, when you go down there, if, it, if it's your only time, if you only go there, you know, once in a great while, that you know you are on a, you probably are on a tight schedule because you're trying to squeeze a lot in because you're not going to be there, uh, you know, every day like some of us are. But uh, one plus, as we're talking about what to do when it's cold, and then we talk about well, you can linger here and enjoy this a little more. The fact that you're there in January, February does afford you that luxury because it's not as if in most cases you need to rush to the next attraction, this one and that one, because you have fast passes because all of the waits are 90 minutes long or, or longer. If you're, if you're going that time of year, you, ha- you most often have the luxury of knowing that, you know, except for maybe, you know, a flight of passage or something like that. Most of the attractions, the waits aren't horribly long. So even if you don't have fast passes for everything, it's not the end of the world if you want to hang out and explore a little more because when you move on to, you know, you get to Mission Space or Test Track it probably or Sword, it probably won't be as bad as it would be. Like say if it were December or worse, the summer or something like that when it's busy. So just that that little bit, the cold kind of, Coincidentally, it gives you that affordability of you do have a little more time. Except the park closes a little earlier on the right. Magic Kingdom side. So you have to worry about that too. So it's all a big mix of factors you have to figure out. And look, and it's also how you like to vacation and how much the cold might impact you. Look, you know, for some people, they're like, hey, I'm on vacation. I'm going to layer up, suck it up, and hit all the attractions. <laughs> like, we're going. And look, there are advantages too because. You know, the wait times for a lot of attractions when it's very, very cold will drop dramatically. You'll be able yeah. to walk on Splash Mountain and things like that. Cali River right Rapids, down. no sweat. You're fine. Um, you know, so, the, so that is necessarily sometimes a, a bit of advantage because it may keep some people out of um, out of the parks. Um, I, I think I'm going to sort of I think my next one on my list um, is that I'm going to tell you to do a little bit of hunting. And I don't mean as in the archery hunting, you know, fishing, hunting, trapping kind of thing. When it's cold outside, you have a unique opportunity to do some character hunting. And what I mean by that is on one hand, you can do some autograph hunting because while a lot of characters traditionally are out and about in the parks just signing autographs outdoor 
Don't forget that there's a number of characters that have permanent indoor locations. So, look, I think Star Wars Launch Bay is a place that if you're a Star Wars fan, you can definitely spend a good period of time there because it's part museum. It's part character interaction experience. You could meet Kylo Ren, Darth Vader, and Chewbacca at the Launch Bay. There's a shop there as well. Um, What I like about those character experiences is they do for, for... the individual guests, they, they last longer. Like you have your time with each of those characters to take pictures, take video, get autographs, things like that. Same thing. Like if you go to Princess Fairytale Hall, you can catch, uh, I believe it's still Anna, Elsa, Cinderella, and Rapunzel. I maybe It might be uh, Princess Tiana. I don't know currently who it is. Um, Ariel in the grotto. Uh, over on Main Street, USA, in the Town Square Theater, I love going to the character. Look, I'm not normally a character meet and greet person, but going is to meet Mickey and Minnie as of the recording. They're in their their anniversary, their their birthday celebratory outfits. But inside that room, like I spent more time taking pictures of the details in the room than I almost did with the characters themselves. Don't forget that in Epcot, the Epcot character spot has Mickey. Um, I think Goofy, Donald, Pluto. You could also meet uh, Baymax and and pro tip. And if you're a Disney Visa card holder, there's a I sub- am. I am. You, you see, you can go to Interventions and get your. Um, it's sort of like a surprise character meet and greet. You don't know who's going to be there, and I think they still give you a free print or a free digital download of the the character meet there. Now, the the reason why I said this is sort of a, a, a twofer here is that when it's really cold outside, you have a mm. very, if you're a character hunter and an autograph hunter, you have a unique opportunity because many of the characters will have unique outerwear instead of their traditional costumes. So you have a, a, a great photo opportunity to catch rare, you know, rare photos. Some of them wear capes. I wish capes would come back. Or cloaks like Snow White over in Germany, Belle over in France, Jasmine over in Morocco. So some of the outdoor characters will have unique costumes when the weather dips. Belle's beautiful cloak is something that you'll only find there when it's cold outside. So if you're trying to sort of you know, collect them all and check them off the list in terms of getting the characters in their costumes and different characters that when it's cold is a great time to do it. Oh, I love that. I didn't. That's great. Do they do? Uh, you, you can tell me. They. I know in the summer they would do this or if it's raining, do some characters move inside? I'm going to say, yes, it depends. Really right. So, it, yes, yeah. it depends on who it is and, and where it is. Um, I have it's some, also a unique way to visit some of your exactly exactly i remember uh well when winnie the pooh and gang were hanging out in the uk pavilion i know they would move inside sometimes when it got right right i think that was so long um i think we're approaching are we approaching our last ones i believe we're getting there we will we we don't bother counting anymore but yes no we don't um but since you did a twofer there, I don't know how you got away with that, but you did. 
I'm going to do one here because I had <laughs> this one is like just a two second one. And I I'm only bringing this up because I experienced this on my last trip. And this isn't something you'd really seek out or go out of your way to look for or put on your itinerary. But I thought this was neat when and it, and again, this is something I didn't I never expected to see a Walt Disney World because I think Disney hot 95 degrees. You know, so I never think I'm going to see this, but I was at the Contem- I assume they have this uh, at many, many, many locations. But uh, we're at the Contemporary Resort, um, trying to get a cab of all things, and uh, ours was taking a while. But wouldn't you know, at the at the valet bell stand, there's a they have a propane heater like they have up north here, Lou. At restaurants, sometimes they'll have them outside when it's chilly, so you can sit outside. I don't know if they have those in Florida, but yes. they have them in Disney. <laughs> yes, we and, do uh, still like to eat outside, and, and they do have the heaters out here too. <laughs> but it was it was neat. It was because uh, uh, I, I was standing outside waiting for the cat. It was it was one of those you know forty degree cold nights, so it was pretty cold. Uh, I guess ordinarily it wouldn't matter if I was getting a cab, and it was a two second one, but we needed a special one, so I was waiting there for a while. But it made me. Uh, I only bring this up because it, it wasn't for me so much, but for the cast members that are there, the valets and the and the bell people and all those folks that have to stand outside the whole night. And they have a nice little heater there. And it's funny how everybody was standing outside waiting for a cab. They all kind of gravitated. And they all became my best friends for like two minutes as I was standing there. And then I never saw them again. But um, So I, I, you said cold. I thought uh, heater at the contemporary taxi stand. So. <laughs> one i'm going hey to kids come on what are we gonna do dad we're in disney world listen kids like i got the special go let's go to the heater at the taxi stand <laughs> tim you're woo, vacations here. with timmy foster man they are just it's the it's the stuff of dreams you really hey, make dreams that's where i'll true. be if you want to cut february if you're down there and i'm there you don't find me <laughs> That's where I am. I'm at the We're going to do a little Timmy Foster meet like and greet it. autograph session at the taxi stand. At the warming up my hands <laughs> or pulling a Pinocchio, warming up my, my myself at the at the propane heater stand at the Contemporary. I, uh... I'm done. No, I have a real one here. So this one, I'm going to start. This is funny because this, this is going to combine a really brief, quick way to warm up. And a real corny one, which I feel like you're going to groan, but that's kind of my goal here, so I'm going to go for it. So we've been talking – I've been talking January, February when things are – have a good chance of being cold. There's not too many people there, but I'm going to wind the calendar back to December, and I'm going to go at Christmas. And I'm going to uh, go to uh, Mickey's Very Merry Christmas Party. Now, most of the times when you're there, it's 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 that perfect night. It was, you know, 60, 70 during the day. It's like 50 at night. Beautiful. But, you know, on occasion, it can get 50, 40. That's when I bought my sweatshirt, by the way, he says parenthetically. Um, but tell me if there's nothing. But when you're in the cold and you just have to be outside, you're, you're just, you know, you don't want to duck in. You want to take in all the sights and sounds of Main Street at Christmas and stuff. There's nothing like that hot and free i will add cup of hot chocolate and really it's really hot hot chocolate but holding that in your hands your hands are warming up it's cold there's snow probably fake but you never know 
because you said it's you said snows sometimes in Florida. It's no, it's sleeted. I cheered in the sleet one day. It was magical. Sleeted, the correct past tense of sleet. All right, we'll go for it. But anyway, so you're looking at Christmas and all of its splendor, and you're having that hot chocolate, and it is honestly warming up. It's cold. That brief instant of memories of when you were little, and if you did live up north at, uh, when it did snow at Christmas, of having a white Christmas and being cold and playing outside all day and making snowmen and warming up with that nice hot cup of hot cocoa, whether it's in front of the fireplace or outside or whatever. So many things about Christmas at Disney I love, and one of them is for me and you, people of a certain age, I will say, there's a lot of nostalgia that they put into the Christmas party from the decorations to the music, which is the, like the music we grew up with. But that feeling is uh, a, a great nostalgic one for me. But it, it, it transcends generations because my daughter will have that same, you know, I remember when I had hot cocoa and I was cold too and all that. Um, now that's a real warm me up moment when it's cold outside. Now my corny one, Go with me here, people. Oh, wait, that wasn't the corny one. Right, to be clear, that was not the corny one. Okay. Just, just, just. No, that wasn't the corny one. That was the real one. There's a viable scientific degree of increased temperature that you can measure. So that's that one's real. This one's corny. So I talked about illuminations earlier. I mentioned Happily Ever After. When you're watching Happily Ever After, blah, 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 at Mickey's very Merry Christmas party. I'm really fumbling over my words here, but – or you're watching this spectacular nighttime Christmas show with hundreds, hundreds, thousands of your new best friends at Christmas time. All right, maybe, well, maybe you're cuddling with your significant other, which is great, but uh, you're also cuddling with the people standing next to you just because you're all standing so close and you're all Don't make it weird. Don't make it weird, but go ahead. I'm not making it. No, it's not weird. You're uh, what I'm, what I'm getting to is you're seeing Christmas, whether it's, the fireworks or the parade and Santa's coming down and you are surrounded by hundreds and hundreds of people. And that spirit of Christmas is in the air. And the warmth I'm talking about is the warmth that is in your heart. As you share that moment, not with just your family and friends, but with everyone else in Walt Disney world who is sharing that magical Disney Christmas moment with you. Bam. You're crying. I could tell you're crying. I'm not sure if I'm crying or gagging just a little bit. I'm not sure exactly what I'm having some sort of a visceral response to that. <laughs> well, what did no, you like I think that one better or did you like the propane uh, heater better? You know what? I'm just going to move on. I, I think okay. they're, they're all <laughs> equally as, as something um, <laughs> you, you like. Are you going to do a food I, one like a hot egg roll on in adventure? So believe it or not, Tim, and, and I think having a food one – almost would have been overly obvious for me. Like, oh, go on a food tour and but go to every... Unexpected. But expected. Yeah. So that's why I'm I'm going to do the unexpected and not say that. I, I have oh. one last one, although I do want to make a point of, of being sure we include one yeah. thing because I think there is an opportunity and attraction, and I know I keep saying that it's overlooked, but I was there recently to, to see something that was new opening in, in the space, and... I almost forgot how wonderful 
this is. But if you, and it used to be called Walt Disney One Man's Dream. It's now known as Walt Disney yeah. Presents over at Disney's Hollywood Studios. This is the perfect place to go. Wait, say and, it, I talked over you. Say it again because Snowden probably heard you. I, Walt Disney Presents. There it is. At Disney's Hollywood Studios. This is the one where it is a self-guided interactive museum that takes you through the legacy of Walt Disney's creative journey from his birth to where we are today in the parks. You know, we it, there's, I hate to sound like a commercial, but there's a hundred years of magic that is there with rare props and sketches and models. You can and should Take the time. Like, there are true treasures from the archives that are in there that I go in and I see people blowing through very quickly. If it's cold out, you're trying to get out of the elements a little bit, this is the way and the place to, you know, again, not to sound overly hallmarky, but sort of, you know, walk in Walt's footsteps and trace his journey and to see where we have come from to where we are, as well as things that are coming next. So the model for Galaxy's Edge is there, right? Before that, the model for Toy Story Land was there. Now they have a Mike and Sully awesome Monsters, Inc. meet and greet location. They also have the um, the film. It's like a 15, 20-minute film hosted by who? Dame Julie Andrews. Yes, obviously. Right. You know, and... I think it's a great, not to sound like the dad in the room, but it is. It's a great learning opportunity. Don't just mean for your kids, but for you and for us to see sort of how we got to where we are to enjoy all these things. So you can easily, easily spend an hour if you if you take the time going through and read everything and look at everything and talk to the cast members and see the show and look at the displays inside Walt Disney Presents. Now, I'm going to end my list with a way to uh, really kind of end the night because I think one of the things that I know I enjoy so very much at Walt Disney World, and there is going to be a top 10 here, so get your you know little research work in there, Timmy Foster. There Wait, do can... I get an honorable mention moment too? Or are you gonna... No, go ahead. I don't want to steal yours. You probably won't, but go ahead. You might. That's okay. This actually was a sixth one. Uh, Real quick. I I touched on it with the the sweatshirt thing. But in general, go shopping. (laughs) No, for real. I I know a lot of times we're on Main Street, especially when it's called. Stop laughing. This is serious. I was was easing into the the climactic grand finale, and you're like, go shopping. No, I'm sorry. Go ahead. This is this is very important. I because I wouldn't have well, thought of this yeah, one. I, yeah, I'm sure it is. No, we we we. I love you, Timmy Foster. I love you too. Now when we no when we've gone down, we found this is a, this is a really this is again this is one of those things where um, I, I'm really specifically thinking specifically thinking of uh, Main Street and shopping and uh, it's it's cold night whether it's Christmas or not. Um. Again, a lot of people when they're leaving, they do spend a lot of time in the stores. But uh, you know, sometimes it's a, a way to duck through 
to bypass the crowds on Main Street, or <clears throat> shall I say, get out of the cold on Main Street, but um, or or to get that souvenir for your your child, significant other, whatever. Uh, but with the with all the people that are in there, and you're you know jostling around and everything, but. Um, but we have found if it's not crowded, you know, like January, February, so forth, or, or even December, but not the end of the day or something, um, spending the time in the shops and exploring, especially on Main Street, there's a lot to see there beyond the obvious Mickey shirts and hats and toys and plush and all that kind of stuff. Especially if you go to the jewelry store um, or the um, yeah, the store with the collectibles, arts and books and uh, light boxes and stuff that we talked about so many times, or even exploring the confectionery. There, there's just so much to see and explore in there. And I, not, not just shop for souvenir, but it's a great place to spend some time. When it's called, that's all I had. Take us home with your the great finale that I ruined. <clears throat> no, listen, I, I mean, I should you should just drop the mic right there and walk off stage because that's, on, that's the pervert. I, I, look, my, my finale is nothing earth shattering. Um, but it is something that I, and especially being a local, have come to have the opportunity to enjoy more, especially, you know, when I have friends in town or things like that. And a, a part of our Walt Disney World experience, you know, look, it, it it kicks off, you know, with those moments at the castle. And, and I think how you end the day sometimes is as important as <clears throat> how you begin the day and I don't just mean ending off with fireworks, but I think there is a top 10 that we will need to do in the, fut- in the future because I think in the evenings, one of the things that Walt Disney World over the past years and, and really decades has done so well and improved so much on, and, and I love it for so many reasons, is the amount and more importantly, the quality of nighttime entertainment. So there are ways to escape the elements and still have a wonderful time, whether you're going as a couple, a group of adult friends, places with your kids. Look, Yeehaw Bob at Port Orleans Riverside Resort is as much of a must-do for me, especially for, for families that are coming, as I think almost anything else that you can put on a list. He's there Wednesday through Saturday. He's got an 8.30 and a 10.30 show the man is truly the hardest working man in show business and an absolutely perfectly family friendly, fun, interactive, age appropriate show. And visit Bob once and he will remember you forever. And I, I have such respect and admiration for him and the way he works. But there's also the jazz trio at Port Orleans French Quarter, the Grand Floridian Society Orchestra in the uh, Grand Floridian lobby. You can go to not only some of the other resorts, but Disney Springs, certainly, whether you're going to Raglan Road, the Boathouse has live entertainment many nights inside. So there's lots of places you can go to not only enjoy, whether it be a meal or a snack, but you know, really appreciate the live performers and performances. Um, throughout the parks and, and certainly at the resorts as well. Wonderful. Do you, uh, I will, I'll, I'll wait till we do a top uh, 10 uh, to ask you. Huh? If, I'll wait till we do a top 10 to ask you who you're, have you ever seen Yeehaw Bob? Uh, okay. Uh, just don't, yes. just, just, so that's no. add that to your list too. And I will make I sure. Need a lot to add mine to list, I'll make sure I, I introduce you to Grand Bob. Florida. 
society orchestra and the pianist the grand floridian are must do's on every trip we go to so have you been to scat cat have you been to scat cat's lounge i'm gonna take that as a no too and you mentioned the boathouse and it was all i had to turn my mic off it's all i can do to say i don't know because i've never been Next time you but, come uh, down, we're going, I promise. I promise. I, uh, but Timmy Foster, as as much as we've included on this list, I want to know from you, so much. you, my friend, our friend, who's sitting with us around the table, what is your favorite or overlooked thing to do in Walt Disney World when, baby, it's cold outside? There's lots of ways you can let me know. The best way is to join the conversation and the community. Go to www.radio.com slash community. That will take it to the group on Facebook. There, look for the link to this week's show. Have the conversation there, or I'll post the, the question separately. You can tweet me. I'm at Lou Mangiello, or Facebook me. Better yet, call the voicemail at 407-900-9391. Let me hear it. I'll, Tim, I want to hear the passion Plead your case for your favorite thing to do in Walt Disney World when it's cold outside. And look, if you can't get down here or you're stuck in the cold, one of the best ways to get that Disney magic without having to actually get through the parks and through the crowds and and survive the elements is by having a little bit of Disney brought to you via Celebrations Magazine. And he can subscribe. How's that, huh? And order back issues at celebrationspress.com. Yes. And, and Lou, I, I don't know if this is last time I we we did this, whether this was out in it. The new for 2019 Guide to the Magic for Kids. Stop it. Seriously? Is out. No. It's here. And it includes everything. Avatar, uh, Toy Story Land. All that new cool stuff. So uh, <laughs> I, don't know, I think there's a link in your newsletter. I hope. Jesus. But um, now, if you come over, that's so that's available now. Tim, you are you are just the you're the PT Barnum of salesman. <laughs> <laughs> wait, I also wait. There's more. Oh, um, go ahead. No, because I knew you were going to ask me what's new at celebrations. I, was like, I oh, wasn't, actually, but okay. Not a whole lot of new stuff. No, we still have. Um, Again, I've, I've mentioned this before. We're going to do – there's some cupcake magic coming from celebrations in the next few months. That's all I'm going to say for now. But we did uh, – if people who don't know, we put a pin out over Christmas. Uh, uh, cupcakes, castle, dream lights, enamel pin that we still have a few left. They're not totally sold out. They're getting close. But if um, – if you go to www.celebrationspress.com, you can check it out. We're very proud of it, but there's a lot more of those to come. But right now, we're just kind of keep that as a sneak peek taster, if you will. Hmm. And we'll see what happens. So. so you have a new pin, huh? Yeah. You know who doesn't have one of those you pins? Should, I should this send guy. I should have given you. Oh, you have one. <laughs> <laughs> I do. <laughs> do you like it? I do have one. Do you? I don't think I. Do. All right, maybe you don't. All right, dude, send, send Lou an invoice for one. Ah, uh, the friendship that it has grown and we have shared over the years, Timmy Foster. There's nobody. Well, that's not true. That's actually not true at all. But but for for, for argument's sake and for the sake of the show, there's nobody that I would rather do top tens with than you, my friend, little Timmy Foster. We have many more. 
top tens to come. We'd love to hear from you if you have an idea that you want us to cover on a future top 10. Email me, lou at www.radio.com. And uh, until next time, little Timmy Foster. Yeah. I don't I, I got nothing. <laughs> well, got nothing. wait, one before you went, you said it so many times. And one day, I probably, uh, people out there, I have requested this as a top 10 for Lou forever. And if you want to, he- <laughs> you're going to kill oh, no. me. If you want to hear this, please send it to Lou or call his voicemail at 407 or send it or tweet him at Lou Mangiello. Top 10 impressions and singing because there's so many times, Lou, during this show, I wanted to hear you sing. Maybe it's cold outside because you said it so many times. Tim, I'll give you, I'll, I'll make it, I'll do, I'll go one better for you. Top 10 what? things that will never, ever happen on this show <laughs> uh, is me singing. People might speak There's a lot of things people don't want or need to ever hear or see me do. Sing is very, very high on that list. I, can I think they may ask, but if you put out a taster, then that could go on top 10 things we never want to hear again. So, okay. Stay warm, my friend. Time for our Walt Disney World Trivia Question of the Week, where I normally invite you to test your knowledge of Walt Disney World's history or see how well you pay attention to the details. Last week and the week before were a little bit different, a whole lot easier. But let's, before we get to this week's question, let's go back, review last week's, and select our winner. So last week, I wanted to make it as easy for you as possible to enter and win a very special, unique prize package. And last week, we reviewed our Marvel Day at Sea experience and adventure. And I know that maybe you don't consider yourself a huge Marvel fan, or you've never picked up a Marvel comic, or, dare I say, seen anything in the MCU. You've got to rent one, Netflix, whatever it is. So to enter, all you had to do last week was follow a couple of very simple steps. You had to, one, follow me on Instagram. I'm at Lou Mangiello, which hopefully you are anyway. I try and show, show, share and show some fun stuff and some good pictures. I wanted you to like the photo about last week's podcast, so I put up a little image promoting last week's podcast. And then you had to comment, and it's important. You had to comment and tell me the one thing you would like to experience during a Marvel Day at Sea, and you had to tag a friend that either loves Marvel or Disney Cruise Line or that you would like to take on a Marvel Day at Sea cruise. So you had to follow me, like the photo, comment, and tag. It's easy to do, but you had to do all four. And last week, you were playing for the very special Marvel Day at Sea prize package. There is the oh-so-very-cool, I bought a ton because I think they're really neat, the little Thor Mjolnir glow cube hammer that you could only get on a Marvel Day at Sea, the exclusive... Spider-Man sipper straw and light up Spider-Man. He's really, really cool. I have one on my shelf. A Disney Cruise Line bag, a Disney Cruise Line pop socket, a Disney Cruise Line waterproof case for your phone, a Disney Cruise Line luggage tag, 
And if you listened to last week's show, I talked about those custom engraved Marvel Day at Sea name tags that were really hard to find because they weren't really advertised very much. Well, I had one made with the WDW Radio name and Terra, which means Earth. I don't even have one. It truly is a wonderful kind. That is in there as well. And you never know what other Disney, Marvel, WDW Radio goodies the mystery bag might include. I want to thank and congratulate and tell you how much I appreciate the nearly 300 entries that we got on that one post. Uh, I appreciate all those who entered and who tagged a friend, and hopefully maybe we have some new friends and members of the WW Radio community as well. But out of all of the the proper entries, I randomly selected one. And last week's winner, again, randomly selected, is... Stefania2682, who tagged Vintage87. So, Stefania, hopefully you're listening. I will reply to you on Instagram. Send me your address. I will get your prize package out to you right away. If you played last week and didn't win, that's okay. And you don't have to even worry about doing the Insta thing or the Facebook thing because here's your next chance to enter in this week's Walt Disney World Trivia Challenge. This one is easy and it's somewhat musical because all you need to tell me this week, I want to keep it really easy for you, and I also want you to try and find out exactly who or where or when you could or could have found this because tell me who, who in Walt Disney World sings or sung a song specifically about gravity. I don't mean the movie, but the natural phenomenon, which is the force by which a planet or other body draws objects towards one another. Anyway, tell me who sang or sings a song specifically about gravity. You have until Sunday, February 10th at 11.59pm to go to wdwradio.com click on this week's podcast. There you'll find the entry form and give me your answer, your address, and your shirt size, because this week you're going to play for all of the digital products, again, all seven of my virtual audio walking tours of Magic Kingdom, as well as my 102 Ways to Save Money for Not Walt Disney World book, both of which still on sale for just $10. A WW Radio vinyl sticker, a pop socket for your phone, and I'm going to throw in, because I told you some of your shirt size, I will throw in a WW Radio t-shirt as well. So good luck and have fun. That's going to do it for this week's show. Thank you so much for taking the time to tune in this and every week. Don't forget to be part of the conversation and more importantly, the community by going to wdwradio.com slash community. That will take you to our Box People group over on Facebook. Grab a snack, get comfortable, introduce yourself, and like I said, be part of the conversation and community. Speaking of community and family, I'd like to thank all of the new and longtime members of the WDW Radio Nation family. I appreciate your love and support and help, and I love being able to give back to you and say thanks to you each and every month. I want to thank some of the new and longtime members like Stevenson Everett, Chuck Zitta, Karen Azell, Barbara Hartman, Elizabeth Marsh, Amy Peterson, Jennifer Kaufman, Joy Johnson, and the hundreds of you who are part of the Nation family. Again, don't forget that a portion of your contributions do go to the Dream Team Project to benefit the Make-A-Wish Foundation of America, but also as part of the Nation, you get exclusive rewards every month, including custom scavenger hunts. We have a private Facebook group. We have Magic Band covers, logo gear, exclusive live video group calls, early access and discounts to special events and lots more. Again, to find out more and how you can help the show, 
visit www.radio.com slash support. You can connect with me on social. I am at Lou Mangiello on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, and Pinterest. If you have a question you want me to answer on the air, email me, Lou, at www.radio.com. Otherwise, bring the conversation and the question to the Facebook group again, facebook.com slash community. If you want to be heard on the air, call the voicemail at 407-900-9391. That's 407-900-WDW1 with a question, a comment, or just a hello from the parks. Please don't forget to like the page at facebook.com slash WDWradio. And be sure to turn on notifications there and in the group so you can get notified of updates and special events, including our next meet of the month, which is going to be over Princess Marathon weekend. That'll be Saturday February 23rd. I'm most likely going to have it in Disney Springs, so if you don't have a park ticket, don't worry. Again, watch Facebook and Twitter and Instagram this week for the exact time and location, and again, turn on notifications. Also, go to the events page at www.radio.com slash community to find out how you can come with us to Japan on our cruise out of New Orleans next February, and some other future events that we're about to announce probably over the next couple of weeks and months, including our presence at D23 Expo this summer. You'll also find out about other events I'll be doing on the road as I travel to speak. And to that point, go visit loumangelo.com. Find out how I can come to speak to your business, to your conference, to your school about entrepreneurship, Disney, customer service, leadership, new and social media, and lots more. And stay tuned this week as I'll have a new date for our Uh, Momentum Weekend Retreat this summer and more information about our Momentum Weekend Workshop this September 28th and 29th, both of them here in Walt Disney World. Thanks as always to Becky Mankin and the entire team at Mouse Fan Travel, my official and recommended travel provider. You can go and find them over at mousefantravel.com for all, not just Disney, your vacation planning needs. And like Timmy said, go to celebrationspress.com. As always, my friend, you are my friend. You show it each and every week online, in person, in so many ways. All I ask, though, is that if you like the show, I would just ask that you please help spread the word. Tell your friends in person, on social, share a link to this or your favorite episode on your profile or in your favorite group on Facebook. And if you can, take just 30 seconds to leave a review over on iTunes. They're super helpful. I want to thank Sal Pal one who says, Lou's such a joy. He has a delightful, positive personality. Thank you. It's a pleasure to hear how excited he is. It's legit about one of my favorite topics, which is Disney. Such a great taste of Disney magic. Mm, taste. While I'm commuting or taking care of chores at home. Thank you, Lou. Thank you, Sal. And Tina78618 says, I don't know what I would do without WDW Radio. That's a lot of pressure, Tina. Lou's knowledge of Walt Disney World, especially the food, is so detailed and captivating. He has, has a knack for interviewing people. Thank you. Speaking knowledgeably about Disney historically and in the present and doing dining reviews. I stick to my wheelhouse. Not only are his podcasts informative, but he's inspiring. The podcast is a reminder that doing what makes you happy is so important. You bet, Tina. I look forward to each new podcast every week because Lou's able to bring a little bit of that Disney magic right to you. I hope he keeps up the podcast for many years to come. Tina and Sal, as long as you keep listening, keep listening, I'll keep podcasting. Again, go to iTunes, search for WW Radio, or just go to www.radio.com slash iTunes to find out exactly how to leave a review. And... To Sal and Tina's point, I appreciate you. And if there's some way that I can return the favor and help you somehow, whether it's coaching or momentum or just something I can do for you online, reach out to me. And remember, you know, the biggest things have the smallest beginnings. And it's not about 
where you start or where you are now, but where you finish and the journey and enjoying it along the way. So I hope that this day in your journey and this upcoming week is your best week ever. So until next time, I love you. I appreciate you. Thank you so very much. See ya. Hi, Lou. This is Lori from Birmingham, Alabama. I just wanted to tell you about this weird a coincidence I just had. Um, I was at my monthly thrift store shopping, and I was listening to your number 90 um, podcast about uh, the Haunted Mansion with Tim Foster and because um, I'm trying to get caught back up on everything. And not 10 minutes after you all mentioned um, that out, you were talking about the music, you mentioned the chilling, thrilling sounds of the haunted house. That was an album that I had just not 10 minutes before bought at the thrift store. So uh, I thought that was kind of interesting and quite the coincidence. Thank you. Love the podcast. How's it going, Lou? This is Brian Rainey from Kansas City, Missouri. I uh, just want to let you know I'm at Epcot, and it is the last day of January 2019. And hanging out, I've been here for four days. I haven't called in a while because just haven't been here since last May. But um, anyway, just want to let you know. Had a good time. It's my last day. And like I said, I'm from Kansas City, and they're having, we have like negative 14 at home. So it takes a good time to go. And then my cousins are from Minnesota, and they have like negative 30 right now back home. But so I picked a good time to come here. But anyway, I had a strange experience at Epcot, and I was walking around getting my fish and chips from the London, uh, from Rosen Crown, you know. And these birds, just seagulls, came down and just took my fish right off my plate. So I don't know about that feed the bird thing. It's going to. You know, it didn't work out so well this time, so I don't know about feed the birds anymore. Might have to take a break from that. But anyway, got to see the new Toy Story Land and Rose Slinky Dog, and, and you know, I can't wait to get back. Did Avatar, did all the good stuff, had some good food, and I don't know. I guess I'll see you when I see you. Hey, Lou. It's Christine Morrison from Flowertown, PA, calling in. It is Saturday night, and I'm out and about running around pet sitting, but I was just thinking about how you guys have um, your cruise coming up, and the Princess Half Marathon is coming this month. Hopefully, it won't be so cold. Uh, It's not too bad here, 29 degrees. Yay! It's like a heat wave compared to earlier in the week, but I was just looking at all of Darlene Nagy's posts. And thinking about all of you guys and hope everybody's warm and having a great weekend. I also wanted to find out when your next top ten might be. Um, looking forward to those. I love, love, love hearing you guys um, do those top tens. So, anyway. Also, you used to do a whole little skit with uh, calling a WDW radio um, community person and doing a trivia challenge with them. I only ever heard you do it once, so I guess maybe it was too hard to do, but I would love to hear that again. That would be cool. Anyway, have a good week. Um, Make somebody smile. I'll see you guys in the box on Wednesday night. Take care. Hello, Lou Mangello. It's Darlene Nagy from West Seneca, New York, actually calling in from Disney Saratoga Springs Resort, our home resort for the DVC. And we had a fabulous time down here this week. It was absolutely amazing, even though it was very chilly. I guess I brought the cold weather from Buffalo and West Seneca, New York, down here. 
Uh, I'm sitting on my patio, though, right now for the first time this trip and enjoying it. You have 253 days to go to Japan, and let me double-check really quick because I have it down now. You have 369 days until the New Orleans adventure and the cruise out of New Orleans. That sounds like it's going to be an amazing time. I hope I can get up there for even just a couple days to see you guys. So that's what I'm looking forward to, and I will chat with you all soon. And I hope you guys were able to follow the trip and seeing the West Seneca, New York um, tribute to Keith and I in the rock and roll roller coaster yesterday. It was so much fun when Keith seen it. He's like, look, look. <laughs> so have a magical day. Love and hugs. Talk to you real soon. Attention Horizons passengers, our travels will be briefly delayed. Please remain seated. Your vehicle will begin moving again at any moment. Please remain seated. We'll resume our journey shortly. Thank you. Please remain seated. Your vehicle will begin moving immediately. Remain seated, please. Your journey is resuming now. <laughs> 